Hello, this is Glenn Dunsweiler. Welcome to another episode of Difficult Questions. This time, I wanted to tackle religion, politics, and science, because I like tackling the easy ones. And uh, I wanted to, to talk about specifically the battle over influence, because I think that's what we're always fighting over. And I just don't get it. I don't understand why we get so up in arms especially been in modern Western culture about religion, science, the influence of science and politics. I understand that there's a history. There's a history of overtake. There's a history of colonization. There's a history of subjugation. Uh, but we treat differing ideas or we treat ideas that are not our own kind of like bugs in our house and we want them out and we 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 overreact and we yell and we we jump on the desk and we sometimes even get the shoe out and try to smash it and that I don't understand I don't get why we have such a an extreme reaction these days to differing ideas or differing priorities because ultimately we're all different people. I mean, it would be great if we're all homogenous. It makes life easier, right? Uh, let's say if you're all Catholic, you all have fish on Fridays. It's just easy. Everyone has fish on Fridays. But we're not, and we love to say the differences in people are the amazing things in life. We love pushing diversity, but man, as long as that diversity doesn't misalign with our priorities, it's okay. And, and I just don't understand that reaction. So let me give you a little background on where I'm coming from. Religion-wise, I was born, born, I was raised United Methodist. So I used to joke that those are the fence straddlers of the Protestant religion. But really, they're, they're all about community and into, community into action. And that's great. I, I, it's all about how the community can come together, can support each other, can support the people around them, and what you can do. I never saw how God fit in that. So I, I like the people. I like the church. The people were nice. What does God have to do with this? So I call myself kind of casually religious. I mean, big community. And then as far as politics were concerned, our family kind of grew up apolitical. Um, any, any conversation about politics talked about kind of concepts and directives devoid of the team. In fact, I didn't even know if my parents were Democrat or Republican. It didn't matter. In fact, I, I remember my dad saying, they're all on the same team. They're on team politician. And that just kind of really resonated with me. So, uh, 
and science was came from teachers. So science is knowledge and, and learning, but religion and science were cool together. Everything was cool. Politics were cool. Religion was cool. Science was cool. Uh, until it started affecting you negatively, and then you did something about it. Because my parents were really big on personal responsibility. So I grew up with personal responsibility. You did something, you did something for your community, for the people around you until it negatively affected you. And then you figured out why it was negatively affecting you and you stopped doing that. My father always told the story about how he was, his, his mother, my grandmother was Catholic, raised Catholic. So he started out Catholic, but my grandfather was on his second marriage. And so as far as the Catholic Church was concerned, my grandmother and my grandfather weren't married. And a priest called my dad a bastard one day. And my grandmother was done with the Catholics. Now, no slamming on the Catholics and their beliefs, but she was not going to have a leader call her son a bastard. So they weren't Catholic anymore. So that's kind of the, where I'm coming from. It was, we were always encouraged to kind of make our own bugs. You know how I was saying people smash the bugs they don't like? Well, my family was really into independent thinking and we were into challenging a lot and, and, and thinking through everything. So my guidance was challenging guidance. And that really got me in. I, 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 I'm really good at, I'm comfortable with going my own way. And I think my family, that, that's very much who my family uh, supports, or that's what my family supports, is kind of going your own way, devoid of what other people are doing. But it gets me to think about what people need. And, and a lot of people are different. So uh, I say, what are the needs of people? Well, you, you need guidance. And some people need to be led. Some people need leadership. But I was listening to this, this guy that said, those who need leadership aren't capable of choosing their own leaders. <laughs> and that, that just really resonated with me because a, as people, you need community. You need answers, you need direction, and you need comfort, right? And, and sometimes politics, always religion, tries to, to, to cover those. And even science, we'll get into what science does, but science gives people comfort. And it's not in the answers, but it's in the pursuit of the answers. It's in the method, right? There's comfort in that method. And uh, those things are great, you know, people need community. They need people that think like them, that like them, that support them. Uh, they need answers. Why, why am I doing this? And they need direction or guidance. And, uh, and they need comfort. But the bad side of that is people need community 
right? So my community is better than your community because my community gives me comfort. Your community doesn't give me comfort. And you start playing this team thing. Direction. Direction is great until you start not thinking about why you're being directed that way and just kind of following, blindly following, which was something my family always did not support, no matter who was trying to lead you. If you didn't know why you were being led that way, well, then that's your problem and you need to fix that. And then answers. The thing about answers is we tend to find our personal answer and then decide that everyone else has that same answer or needs that same answer. And there's this idea, even religion is, is, is hugely personal. So I, I don't know why we ever have that argument over religion and answers, but especially publicly with politics as well, you know, your answer is your answer because of your background and the people that have guided you and the, the things that have happened to you and your specific abilities. But that's not someone else's answer. And I just don't, I, I don't know why we fight so hard to try to make everyone homogenous in certain aspects. Uh, it's, I think that's the downside. I talk about people needing a center and the center is the thing with which you make every other decision from. So your center could be Catholicism. I'm going to use Catholicism as an example, just because we already started with that. Or your center could be yoga or other athletics. Uh, it's, or your center could be philosophy or science. It's the thing that you reference for every decision you make in your life. And people do better when they have a center. However, working with homeless, I know that sometimes that center becomes addiction. And addiction as a center is not a good center. So even this great thing that, that gives us stability can be turned into something that is not good for us. Also, we talk about freedom and the pursuit of freedom. But in doing research, there are two types of freedom. Freedom means different things to different people. It has been separated into, into two camps. There's negative freedom and positive freedom. So negative freedom is something that the United States in the modern era, 20th century, has really pushed for. And that is taking everything away, every restriction away from you, from a human being, and letting them do whatever they want. And that is freedom. And, and the world, the society will right itself if everybody is vying for what they want. And then there's this other freedom called positive freedom. And that can be uh, exemplified in the, the, the phrase, the truth will set you free, right? So it's, it's kind of a, a God, it's kind of a, a directive. 
a, a power from on high saying, do this and your life will be better. And a lot of people gravitate towards that. So we're still, we're still fighting over what freedom is. And people need the truth, but they also need to be right. And once you have your truth, well, obviously there's nothing else but your truth. If it's not your truth, it's not true. And it must be true for everybody because it's a universal truth for you. So then we have this need to be right that sets us into arguing amongst ourselves and vying for that influence. My truth is the right truth. No, my truth is the right truth. When we're all different people with all different experiences and all different talents and different intelligences and different influences. I was listening to a TED talk from a scientist and he was exploring whether a scientist could be religious. And he was talking the two he was talking about the two different truths. He was talking about the scientific truth and then the social narrative truth. Because humans have many variables. Humans are not pure science. There's there, it's too much unmeasurable variable going on in a human's mind to be kind of this pure scientific truth, this, this deduction, this reasoning, this method. Uh, there are too many, too many things to get in humans' way. So when you look at something as the truth, it could be the scientific truth, and then something else could be the social narrative truth because people are not science. People use science. And so this scientist was saying, absolutely, scientists can be religious because science is science. People are people. <laughs> and social norms and social structures are not necessarily scientific. Ultimately, we are fighting for the hearts and minds of the people around us. And we fear that if people have differing viewpoints from us, they will start taking away our freedoms, our idea of what freedom is. And in that, in that sentence, there are so many variables that we just went over that we start to build this fear. Oh my gosh, this is going to happen. We have history behind us. None of this means anything. And I, and, I, and I wonder if we can just concentrate on the interactions we have with the people in front of us. My landlady, Rita, Rita Green from Rita's World, the other podcast that I do. You should check it out if you want some really great inspiration about someone who just loves humanity and loves people. She says, we're all just molecules. And I, I find that to be interesting inspirational. And that's kind of new agey, you know, that, that, that quantum spirituality of where I can, the, the, the idea of the secret and, and manifesting things. And you're just thinking that, well, ultimately we're all just matter. And at some point my matter becomes your matter. And so maybe knowledge gets in there. I was listening to a biologist talk about how they have found that fungus learns over time and they don't quite know how it's communicating with other fungus, but it is. And they've been able to scientifically prove this. We're all just molecules. So us as humans, 
I say let's use our politics and our religion and our science for personal inspiration. And then from that forward, we try to have positive interactions with people, whatever their religion, whatever their politics are, whatever their science is, and whatever their validity of science is. Because we're still human, we still need to interact. Or we go down the fighting road and we know what that looks like. Are we prepared for that? This is my difficult question. What do we get out of the battle for influence? Because when we battle someone, do we ever win the influence? Do we ever change someone over to our side? I think it's rare, but I also think when we do, we're actually listening to what that person needs. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. Thanks. Yeah.